0: Hey this is Pastor Nate Cook and you're listening to Pontificating Pastors, a podcast where we lock two pastors in a room and just let them talk about anything and everything. My friend Michael Pig is a church planner in San Marcos, Texas, and I'm a traditional church pastor here in Midwest City, Oklahoma. Today on the podcast, Michael and Nate are keeping a promise from the last episode, where we said we'd talk about coffee bars and potlucks. And what is that fellowship word that we only use in church? So why don't you just sit right back and relax and enjoy this episode of Pontificating Pastors. Hey Michael, how's it going this week? It's going
1: well, Nate. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing good. I got to see you last weekend. You did. Your daughter graduated from our so alma mater. Did.
1: She did. That's true. And I got to be on platform, hug her neck once she got her I know. diploma. That was really cool. The, uh...
0: I felt like uh, I was privileged to know you on that day.
1: <laughs> I don't know about that. That's uh they'll let anybody on that stage, I think. No, that's not true. You
0: were you uh, were highly exalted above us. That stage uh, was pretty high.
1: That stage was high, high enough in the space that the temperature, I think, was different than what was on the floor because it was a little, <laughs> little warm on the on this platform. But I also I felt had to... great. Yeah, did you?
0: Which it was warm. Yeah, I'm always cold. So. You're
1: always cold. Well, I I had to wear the regalia. I had to rent it. Yeah, uh, because I don't. You know, I have a bachelor's degree, so I was sitting up there with all these. You know. PhDs and, uh, MDivs. And I'm thinking, yeah, I don't really, I don't know the, that I know how to be up here on this platform. So I was sitting next to district superintendent, um, Terry Roland and my uh, boss. Yeah. Your boss. And I was like, how many times have you done this? He said, Oh, I've, I've lost count of how many times I've been on graduation stage. Cause he's been the, you know, uh, Chair of the trustees, the board of trustees for some time.
0: Yeah. So. Well, my mother-in-law said, did you ever get your hood? And I was like, no, I graduated during COVID and you have to buy those things and they're really expensive. <laughs> and so I was going to rent one for my graduation, but I never actually saw it because they sent them all back when they realized, oh, we're just going to put your name on a screen in a virtual thing. You want to think. know something? When I got my MDiv, I felt just terrible about it almost. Really? It, it was a weird feeling. I felt accomplished. Like, I, you know, anytime you finish something, there's accomplishment. But part of me was just like, I don't need. What does this paper on the wall mean? And the name is really stupid. Master of Divinity. I have way more questions since <laughs> I started my MDiv <laughs> than I ever had before yeah. I started. Oh, so. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have not mastered anything.
1: I've asked, uh, you know, people kind of as they get their master's because I I decided, you know, every once in a while, I'll decide, yeah, maybe I had to go back and go back to school and get my master's degree. And so I asked people and it's about half and half the ones who say it was worth it and the ones who say it wasn't. Um, But
0: well, my thing is, and I'm always introspective. How much of this was about my ego and how much of it was about the degree? I will say it's made me a better better pastor and that's really why i went so.
1: a better a better pastor or a better preacher
0: pastor yeah i want to help both but yeah yeah um for sure some of the things that we've done at community i would not have thought out as well as i did without the leadership aspect of that of that degree so yeah yeah and then my own spiritual formation is it changed my life like Doctor. Uh, Doug Hardy there is is one of my heroes and literally yeah. changed the way I think about reading scripture, prayer um, in my own personal life. So I just for that, it was worth it. But yeah, it's a it's a weird thing. It's kind of like SNU gives those live last awards we've talked about. And I know you give people awards and it's great, but the whole idea of live last is that you don't need the award, right? <laughs> so it's like... A,
1: it's weird. That's yeah. a
0: funny thing. Although the graduation speaker this time was one of the best I've ever heard anywhere. I was just impressed. I I really enjoyed
1: uh, him. I, I told him afterwards. Lee Roland. I was sitting just a couple seats from him. And, and I, so I got to tell him afterwards, you know, hey, uh, that, the shoe... The shoe story was really uh, yeah, important. And he said, well, it was such a long story. And I sure hope that I was able to communicate it w- without, you know, over telling it. Because I wanted to stay within my allotted time there. And I said, well, we got it. And it was good. Yeah. And we appreciate it. Thank you so much for the shoes. Because uh, I think it really caught the students' attention. But when he stood them up and made them repeat after him and match his energy, and then they yeah. matched his energy, not just on the up, but also on the down, right? Like, right. as yeah, they, they yeah. didn't just get when louder, more intense. They got less intense as he got less intense. Yeah. And it was just, it was very clever, the whole thing. And it, there was a chill, bumpy moment when he said, here am I, send me. It was like, whoa, yeah. that was cool.
0: There was a like deja vu. And I, I looked at you. I don't know if you saw me, but we had a, we had a youthorama back in the day where we, me and you did our only ever that I know of tag team sermon. And we ended it by having kids stand up and say, here am I, send me. And they stood up one at a time.
1: Oh, it was crazy.
0: And it was like, man, just chills even thinking about it. And like tears (laughs) starting to come down. Yeah, man. Because these kids were standing (laughs) up and shouting, here am I, send me. me. And then eventually everybody was saying it. So it was, yeah, that's what I remembered Mm. when he said that. I was like. I remember Michael and I had this sermon we did and we had dreamed this thing up and it went off better than maybe we expected. Oh, and it was better than I expected. The yeah. only time I've ever tagged team a sermon and, and it, I was thankful it was with you. Well, it was I, fun. Yeah. it That was, yeah,
1: we, I think we dreamed it and we thought it would, you know, it would be okay. It would either thought. go
0: or it wouldn't. I mean, it was one of those things yeah. where we were taking a few risks and we're talking about the mission of God and yeah, and being sent and and yeah. we did
1: we did two other things in the midst of that. Uh, we received an offering and yes. we paid the custodians. Um, at that, that was event. awesome. And yeah, um, the offering was my thing, and the custodial payment was your thing. And both of those went. That was probably the best event that we <laughs> that we ever worked together on. That we did together. Yeah, everything went you know, better than we had hoped it would go, I think. And to the point where we were both pretty emotional for most of the, uh, most of the event, because it was like, the Lord just really, uh, you know, took care of us, came through for us, you know,
0: it's so good when you have some dreams that you feel like are God given, and then you see them actually work out in real time. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of a while, thank you for that
0: church. yeah and things we do in church we promised we made a promise and we have to stick to our word so we promised that we would talk about coffee bars and potlucks <laughs> i love that i yeah i just yeah. love those two together
1: i think we have word, both yeah. of
0: those this sunday morning coming up oh yeah we have a coffee bar and we'll have our all church christmas dinner which becomes a potluck except for we have these guys who are like experts at smoking meat. And so we'll have uh-huh. them brought in and everything right. else will be potluck. So, yeah,
1: we, yeah, we, there's something about this that's uh, somewhat intangible, but um, there there's an aspect to, uh, to this gathering for a purpose or, or a, even a purposeless gathering that turns out to have a purpose, you know, finding meaning when you were just looking for coffee, um, you know, or or refreshments, uh, finding meaning when you thought you were just, you know, showing up a few minutes early so that you could find a good seat, whatever the reason is for coffee bars. Um, the, what happens is, and, and it's not just coffee bars, this happens When you do, so as a mobile church, we set up and tear down, right? So like we're, we're not, we're not in our building all week. We have to set up every Sunday, tear down before we go. And I've actually had set up and tear down team members say, you know, I really miss. Like they'll, they'll, I don't know, for whatever reason, they'll, they'll shift off. And so they can't come to, uh, to set up and tear down. And I've had some of them say before, you know, I miss the fellowship that goes along with setting up and tearing down,
0: because you said the word fellowship. Yeah, Fellowship—it's that church word that we don't say anywhere else. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> it is. There was an old song. It was like fellowship. It's a bunch of fellows in the same ship. <laughs> and I don't. It, then it said something about get along, and I don't know. It was this old, like I don't know if it's southern gospel or something, but yeah, we don't use that word in society a whole lot. And the Greek word for it is koinonia, right? Which, which is from the same root word as communion. Um, so it's a little yeah. deeper than just like, hey, let's sit around and talk.
1: Yeah, it's it's shared something that is yeah. shared, um, which is why potluck. You know, we we could just the church could just order a bunch of food, have it catered. But there's something. Yeah, and with COVID, uh, yeah. there was
0: a lot of question about. Yeah when do we get back to that Mm -hmm. and then i've seen a lot of memes about you know why we don't why some people don't like potluck or or like church dinners because and it was like the dog is on the counter like licking things or whatever <laughs> and they're like, yeah sure this is why i don't eat food from other people's kitchen but at some point that's part of the beauty of it is that sure you're is. trusting one another you're yeah. receiving from one another you're cooking for one another you're preparing for one another <laughs> uh, yeah i mean there's just yeah. so much community and communion i took this uh
1: this group of people on this uh, mission trip one time uh to brazil and we're on a we're on a a boat going down the river and it's taking forever and we're gonna have to eat some meals on the river and they've got some chickens thawing in a trash can um like
0: in a a trash can like in a
1: it it was brand new i mean they bought it for that purpose so it was clean and they had cleaned it before they did anything but just the sight of chickens thawing in a trash can um, cause it was one of those big galvanized metal ones. Um, and it had, yeah, you know, it just served the purpose cause they were feeding a lot of people on a boat. And, uh, and I just, <laughs> one of this lady who was on the trip, she just leans over. Like she, she looks, I, she, all the, the color had gone out of her face and she is just pale. Uh, and she goes, um, please don't make me eat the chicken from the trash can. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And well said, that lady would be my wife. Yeah. So um, you know, that you would say, Don't meet make me eat the chicken that actually comes off of bones. It's <laughs> <laughs> like that the boneless, skinless yeah. chickens. Right. The amoeba
1: amoeba, <laughs> chickens. <laughs> the amoeba chickens that come are some from some other planet, apparently, because all right. of our chickens yeah. have bones in them. But it's funny, because that goes along with our idea, you know, that that we as Americans. Uh, are somewhat spoiled to the degree that we think that tomatoes come from the grocery store. You know, yeah, we, we forgot yeah. that uh, that they came from the ground. It all came out of the dirt. Uh, the chickens right. scratch in the dirt. The chickens poop in the dirt, and mushrooms grow in the poop that the chickens, you know, leave in the dirt. It's a. Uh,
0: I'm getting excited about potluck right now. <laughs> oh, it's, it's just, I mean, I can't. can't wait to eat the chicken poop mushrooms. The chicken poop mushrooms. <laughs> it, well,
1: it's this, it's the same thing as this idea of security, right? Like yeah. you can't, w- we can't keep everyone safe. We just, we yeah. can't. Life is, life, it's life is dangerous, you know, and it's it is hard to stay alive sometimes. And sometimes in some situations, in a lot of situations, it's harder to stay alive than it is in ours. But, you know, we traverse I-35 pretty regularly. Life yeah. is not safe. Um and... I
0: think the BGS would concur with you that staying alive is staying alive, staying alive. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I can't. I just can't resist. No, I get uh, it. Yeah, no, I. I remember I was on sabbatical, and and uh, I went to a Catholic church. It was during 2020. I was in Southern California. Pretty much every church was shut down, and it had rained, so they were meeting outside, but it had rained that morning, so there weren't many churches meeting outside. So I found this Catholic church that was meeting outside, and I I went, and the priest, as he's talking about communion, just breaks that word out for us, common union, our common union with God. Um, And I remember just the way he said it, like, I know that, but it just hit me all over again that this is the thing that unites us is Christ. And, uh, you know, the idea that what we find in the church is fellowship, not based on, oh, we all like the same things, or we all think the same, or we all look the same, or, you know, we all come from the same place, but it is this fellowship where very different people from very different places come together. And they say all these other things that the world says should separate us don't matter as much as our common union in Christ. And and they choose to be together right. and they choose to open themselves up to one another. And they choose yeah. to share even food and conversations at the coffee bar and conversations at the potluck and trying, you know, Aunt Ethel's, uh, you know, Fluffy mashed potato pie or something. I don't know. That. That's not a thing. Yeah, yeah. I was mixing that up with the cool whip and the mashed potatoes, like fluffy, cool whip, fluff, whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't mix those two together. Yeah, those would be
0: terrible actually. Yeah, they would be gross together, mixed together. So. <laughs> pink, but just just sharing stuff, life yeah. together. Yeah, sitting by people maybe you don't know. We always encourage people when we go out to the gym. Mm-hmm. Find a group of people you don't sit by in church and and you know, find something out about them. Um, and just sharing, sharing food, sharing laughs, sharing coffee. We have one guy comes in, uh, he rides a Harley. Actually, he rides an Indian every week, Indian motorcycle to, to our church. And, uh, he, he comes when it's not raining or whatever. And he comes in and he, he says, uh, my sister wants to drink with all the foo-foo in it. And I don't. (laughs) And he's talking about the whipped cream and all the sprinkles and all the little, you know, caramel drizzle and stuff. So, <laughs> but everybody knows now what Derek's order is and what his sister's mm-hmm. order is because they're there every week. He wants uh, black want coffee. The same thing. Yeah.
1: He wants black yeah, he, coffee I and she wants the put some
0: creamer in it, but yeah. Oh, okay. It's definitely uh definitely the, the frou-frou. So the frou-frou. It's, yeah. it's so funny. Just the different, different types of people we get. Um, and and just for our church that was when we rebuilt our church after the fire that was like an area of emphasis we had been talking about before the fire and then the fire allowed us the ability to actually do some of the things we wanted so we gutted some walls and we actually created this space because before we had a little hallway with a water fountain and you could probably get about six people in there and it would have been completely crowded and so people would just leave after church, or the hallway out of the sanctuary was real crowded too, where you have to stand outside and talk, which doesn't work well when it's the weather's not conducive. So we created this big open space, and and uh, it it's been really neat because sometimes I have to just say, "Hey, last one out, set the alarm," because be warned, generally people leave. are there right. late that know how to set the alarm, but. Or I'll be like, text me and I'll set the alarm because I can do it from my phone. But I got to get somewhere and y'all just want to keep talking, which is great. It's not a bad thing. So, right. So, we, yeah, that's yeah. that's an amazing part of church. I think
1: we built a, in Orange. We built a, a foyer. It was a pass through. It was a drive through that. Yeah, went, that went over the um. that that went between the two buildings. So, so the educational. Wing yeah, those are whatever. pretty
0: common, right?
1: And uh, and we turned that space into a foyer because people would just leave. The foyer wasn't big enough, and so people yeah. would just just leave. Um, and there was a foyer on both buildings, but one was basically just a glorified hallway, and the other one, you know, had uh, had space, but not enough space. And and so we went to this. I mean, we went to great lengths just to keep give people a space to hang out. And they did, they, they hung out. Um, it protected right. them from the wind. And so the breezeway was no longer a breezeway. It was a space. Uh, and so, and then, but we also went and put a drive through like a carport at doors on either side of the building, uh, and extended some porchways because. To protect people from rain. Yeah. So when they got out of the car, cause it was in orange Texas, so it rains yeah. all the time. And, uh, so it made sense to have it, but we went to great lengths to do that um, because fellowship matters. Because this coin yeah. idea is uh, such an important uh, aspect of what it means to be uh, Christian, what it means to be what I'd say, what it means to be human. Um, it, it was what we were designed for. Relationship is what we were designed for. We were designed to share. Uh, this time of year is really a struggle because um, we we have all these conversations about uh, um, consumerism, right? Uh, right. And and basically, what the real thing that we're that we're bothered by about consumerism is that everybody has to have their own, right? Like, yeah, this is this is this is what marketing tells tells you everybody needs their own. You have to have your own. If you don't have your own, then you know, you're either not a good parent or you're you're not a successful person or you're, you know, whatever the you know, every kid in your house needs to have one of these or you don't love them. Uh I, you know, marketing doesn't say that directly but but it, it almost says it. And uh, yeah, it kind of does. And so when when we get to that when we get to that set of beliefs, what happens then is uh covetousness takes over. And uh, sharing takes a backseat to right uh, to ownership, uh, and everybody having ownership of something. And so we, this idea of uh, you know privacy does the same thing to us. And that's not to say that I want to just strip down the walls and make the whole world uh, there no no privacy. I certainly don't want governments you know uh, to to abide by that. There's no privacy. We have access to everybody. But um, whenever we come to church and we're more concerned with privacy than we are with sharing, the church just doesn't work, it stops working. Yeah. It breaks uh, because intimacy isn't the goal anymore. Um, right. if, yeah. if efficiency it becomes the goal or some kind of stairway to heaven becomes the goal, some access to the supernatural. But we access the supernatural in one another through intimate moments and through koinonia so these things are important for that reason
0: yeah and jesus says when you've encountered the least of these you've encountered me so there is a sense in which we encounter god through other people
1: yes routinely absolutely Absolutely. yeah. yeah
0: so i i think yeah for me that that's a a big part of this whole thing i i recently wrote a letter to my church like a thank you letter kind of like paul did i don't we were doing that in our series before on gratitude. And one of the things I wrote was one of my favorite sounds is I uh, help with the worship team practice. So as that's winding down on Sunday morning, beginning to hear people gather and just beginning to hear the conversations out in the hallway, starting to hear people share with one another. And, uh, and then we have connection classes after, and that's, that's a whole other time of sharing. And then we have the potluck later where we can, also share, I mean, so much of uh of what we do as a church is just shared life. I mean, if you just want to boil it Absolutely. really simply to, Absolutely. It's the just messy Yeah, the messiness of yeah. it. Yeah. On Sunday. Yeah, sometimes it's beautiful I, <laughs> and sometimes it's real messy.
1: <laughs> sometimes it's real messy. Uh on Sunday, I was uh obviously out of town because I was in at Southern Nazarene University for the graduation and um had uh church planter uh in our congregation uh preach his name's colby and um and everything broke uh ev- just everything broke Don't you love that like the the live feed only came through for six minutes and 21 seconds or something like that and um so like one song and well so i didn't know but after the live feed quit so did everything else um mm. the sound system went haywire And they only finished that one song. And then my associate had to get up and be like, all right, well, let's move. Let's just, I'll buy y'all some time while y'all get that fixed. And they never could get it fixed. So they just lit the advent candle and dismissed the kids to children's church and went on with the sermon. And, uh, and I commented to Colby. I just said, man, thanks for filling the pulpit on Sunday. I'm sorry that everything fell apart. And he said, I really enjoyed Sunday. Uh, Maybe I shouldn't have, maybe that mess uh, should have thrown me off, but I really found a lot of joy in the mess. And, uh, and you know, that's beautiful thought right there, because a lot of times I'm, I have a hard time finding beauty in the mess. I want to fix everything and make everything perfect. And I think that's kind of the point of, you know, doing church, with folks doing life with folks is to realize eh, it's not always going to be perfect. Uh, could we settle for just together?
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, th- I think that those of us who are in ministry often we're, we're the ones who are so concerned about everything going off right, and then the people sometimes just enjoy being together, uh, enjoy you know each other's company, enjoy that kind of well, we're just going to laugh this one off and go on. Um, now you have some people who don't enjoy that because they're looking for a product. They're not looking for if intimacy because intimacy also calls us to then be vulnerable. And I think that's the biggest thing in our society right now is everybody wants this kind of fellowship, this kind of union with one another and with God, but it is also hard harder than ever for us to have it because one we're addicted to our technology and we have the substituted like real intimacy with this kind of fake virtualized version. And absolutely, then also absolutely. we're afraid to be vulnerable because we've all been hurt. And so it's a brave thing to go to church. It's a brave thing to take your pie to the church potluck.
1: Yes, it is. Because
0: it is, it might be that nobody eats it.
1: Oh, absolutely. Shelly used to swear up and down, nobody eats what I bring. Um, and uh so she's she she actually spent, you know, time trying to f- find something that she knew would get eaten. Right. <laughs> um and uh and never mind the fact that there was more food than we needed and right. half half of everything went home, right? Yeah. Because yeah. because we we over prepared food. We we brought more than enough. Which was a beautiful thing because you know, you've been there's a whole
0: nother thing we could talk about. Yeah, is how there's always more than enough when we share,
1: right? When we share, there's more than enough. And so, uh, you know, I mean, I can imagine that you could go to a potluck and there wouldn't be enough, uh, right? And Paul might have to chastise us because we ate more than our share, right? Like that's well, and also people people generally
0: don't bring things at those. If if you have a place where people are contributing. Uh-huh. I've never been to that kind of potluck where there wasn't enough. Right. I, I've never uh, just now there might not be enough of one dish. Sure. But there's enough.
1: Right. The, the, <laughs> the, there's a courage. There's a courage to talking too long at a potluck too. Right. Like, um, yeah, like it, it, don't go to the back of the line
0: because the deviled eggs might be gone when you get there. Um, so, well, my father-in-law he's he's a good old-fashioned you know grew up in the church like he's gonna be the last one in life every time
1: because yeah. you
0: know that's kind of the idea of first being last last being first i also had an intern named caleb miller who said well last is the king in the kingdom is still in the kingdom so i'm going first in life <laughs> ah
1: that's funny caleb
0: like, caleb maybe yeah. you missed something there i don't yeah. think that's the point of the first oh, being last and the last he,
1: that kid he's too funny but they just had a baby by the way that's hilarious did you I see know. online that they yeah, yeah i did doing pretty well
0: we love uh, caleb and hayden so yeah and i haven't met the baby yet but i know we no, I haven't have met the baby,
1: the baby yet looking forward to it
0: but yeah i just I'll, every time i see people waiting till the end to go in line, I always laugh. I told the theology department we had our Christmas lunch yesterday, and I said, "Well, one of your interns made you proud at our church." You'd always say, "Last in the kingdom, still in the kingdom." So I'm going first in line. <laughs> <laughs> they just laugh because they all knew Caleb. Well, I think one of the most beautiful things um about fellowship when it's done right. and this is this is something that I routinely say is we will know that the kingdom of God is among us when people who aren't supposed to be together according to the world standards not only are together but enjoy being together. oh, like this absolutely. last week I preached about Isaiah eleven. And it's the wolf laying down with the lamb and the leopard and the sure. goat, and and I said, and the donkey and the elephant, and <laughs> our teenagers, most of them didn't even get the joke, and so uh, Nathan was yeah. asking, what do you think about the donkey and the elephant? And it just went right over their head. But all my adults got it, and and the idea is, we in my church, we have people who vote differently, we have people who think differently, we have people who are, are different races. It it's when, when the world says we should be apart and we come together and not only come together, we love being together and we're united in Christ. That to me is like the city on the hill. That's the light that Jesus talks about. Like if you find a place like that in this world, it will stand out. And so I, I think for us, that is the biggest part of fellowship to me is it is what makes us unique as a people at some points that we can be very different and yet love one another deeply.
1: Yeah. Uh, I like to stand up in front of the congregation at times and be like, if it weren't for Christ, we wouldn't know each other.
0: Yeah. Like there's,
1: let's forget all of your endeavor to find the miraculous, right? Uh, Forget all of the, the big signs that you need, um, we wouldn't know each other and we wouldn't be sitting here if it were not for Christ. Like this right. is, this is why we're here. Um, and, and it seems a, a sobering reminder that uh, we, you know, the things we think that we have control of, we really, um, we really don't. We're, we're just, uh, I, I was looking at the night sky last night and Mars is right next to the moon. So last night we had a full moon and right below it a little to the left is a little red star shining through the stars bright. You can see it brightly. And that's because the earth is passing between Mars and the sun. So today, right today's the 8th and the day and and this day is the day when uh the earth passes between Mars and the sun. Have you when you start thinking about stuff like that, you just realize, oh, well, I'm not that big after all. I am a tiny yeah, little yeah. I'm a tiny little thing on a tiny little thing in a great big universe.
0: Uh, and yet somehow we matter to God, which is the uh, most amazing thing. And yeah. our
1: relationships matter, right? Like it's yeah, um, this is this is what we have, this is what we have to work with. And oftentimes we're just so flippant about these relationships um as though there's something bigger to do something more important to do and the truth is is that you know the coffee bar reminds you oh yeah i didn't come to church because nate's such a good sermonizer or michael's such a good sermonizer. wait a
0: second
1: Um, you know, man, I mean, I'm going
0: to go into deep despair now. <laughs> I thought that was why they were that all there. That's
1: why everybody's coming. Uh We came uh, to church. I mean, and this is evidenced by the fact that, um, that I go out of town, and everybody still showed up, and they enjoyed the mess together. Right? Like the that the reports that I got were, yeah, the stupid thing fell apart, and it was my, you know, right. it was maddening for a moment, but we still got to see. Friends, and we still got to share and we laughed at it together. Um, you know, it, inevitably it will have hurt somebody's feelings more than others, but uh, right. But they, you know, I, I asked one person, I said, How does it feel when I'm out of town? You know, because this seems an important question for a pastor to know. Uh, what does it feel like when the pastor's not here? And they said the same. And I said, That's the goal, right. The goal is is that koinonia doesn't exist around any one person, uh, other than Christ, but koinonia is found in the fellowship around Jesus. And so that becomes a real important aspect of the coffee bar, the potluck, um, you know, but I would kind of like to go back to your, to your statement about it's a, it's a, it's a brave thing to show up to church and it's a brave thing to bring your pie, uh, to church with you, to share with everyone. Um, Yeah. There's always, you know, a favorite. There's a favorite uh, thing that somebody brings. What's the... Do you remember any across the years of going to church, of going to potlucks, what the favorite thing was? You hoped that Mrs. So-and-so would bring her famous
0: blah, blah, blah. So I've got a couple. Joanne Johnson, one of my uh, members now, her husband used to be city manager. He passed away quite a few years ago now, but when we were first married, she made this cherry crumb with like pineapple and almost like a cherry cobbler, but it had also pineapple in it and stuff. And I love that. And she found out I loved it. And she brought me a whole eight and a half by 11 pan of it for just me when I was a young married man.
1: Wonderful. Wonderful.
0: And then, more recently, Christy Valtier, who you met, yeah, Christian and Alex, and then Justice, her her kids, she brings a sopapilla cheesecake, and it is what? sinfully good and sweet. <laughs> I mean, like you just have to be careful how much you. Eat. It's so mm-hmm. good. Okay. So, shout out to Christy if she's on. She listens to our podcast, but her sopapilla cheesecake is amazing. Um, so, so those are a couple I remember and funny thing. They're both desserts.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they are. I I took note of that.
0: When we were at Bethany, Hutch Bethany Church of the Nazarene in Hutchinson, Kansas, there was this thing they called Bethany potatoes that I love too. And it was basically like, uh, those little diced up potatoes you can buy frozen with like sour cream and cheese. And, oh man, those things were good too. So some people call them potatoes on crack or something like that I'm crack potatoes they're very good they're very very good so those are some things i remember how about you now i gotta know yours
1: well um one of the things that shelly found that gets eaten is uh bacon wrapped green beans oh yeah she she will just take this bundle of green beans and wrap them in a piece of bacon and then you know put it in the oven for a bit and then pull it out of the oven and pour this concoction of brown sugar and Worcestershire sauce or Worcestershire, or however you say it and pour it over the top and, and, uh, and then bake them some more. Um, that, that's one of my favorites. When I was a kid, it was, um, Joyce Miller. She was the lady who kept the nursery at the church I grew up in. Um, and she would bring, uh, deviled eggs, uh, and the way she did her deviled eggs. I always liked that. Um, there was a lady there, um, Addie Hartline, and she would say, oh, we can't call them deviled eggs because they're, <laughs> they're so good. And and we know that everything good comes from God. So let's call them angel eggs or heaven's eggs or something. She had some name for go. them. And uh, always just, you know, there's always some talk about the deviled eggs. I like the deviled eggs. I always like the relish tray, you know? Yeah, and Some too. people could put together a good relish tray with some black olives and green olives and pickles and... My- things like my that. grandma
0: used to make homemade sweet pickles and there were red oh, ones that were yeah. cinnamon and then there were these green ones that were just pure sugar and i love both of them but yeah. i also love we have some guys that smoke meat and we'll have a smoked turkey this weekend and smoked sausage jerry one of our listeners he does this amazing smoked sausage and uh, he brings it to a lot of stuff because paul is always like Hey, Jerry, you gonna bring some sausage? She loves this. So, good, good. Um, yeah. And then uh, Brian, I don't know if he listens to us or not, but he does the smoked turkeys and he has a big old smoker and he'll put like three or four of them in there. I just love that smoky flavor. So, man, I got so many things. Now I'm getting hungry. I just ate lunch. <laughs> Speaking of relationships and us not knowing each other, if, if it hadn't been for this thing, like you and I wouldn't have known each other.
1: No, we wouldn't.
0: And today, just today I was in the spiritual life office and I can't remember the girl's name, but she graduated with Nathan. And I was, I, she said, Oh yeah, I know Nathan, your son. And, and I know Maggie. Cause I said, do you know Tyler? She said, I know Maggie. And, uh, <laughs> she's from the South Texas district from a small church in Houston. Right. But she's like, I know Michael. And I was like, so I told her this story. I was like, I've known Michael almost 20 years, long before our kids were even interested in each other. And, uh, <laughs> and she started laughing. She thought that was really interesting. I wish I could remember her name. I'd give her a shout out, but I just okay. met her today. And sometimes for me, I have to get that name locked in. But
1: oh, sure. She, boy, she's boy, working
0: boy. with Blair there in the spiritual development office, because I guess uh, the lady that was there just re- retired or not really retired, is moving to teaching school. So. Deanna Thomason. So anyway, I was thinking about that as you were talking, I was like, we wouldn't know each other. No, All these connections, like the one I just had today would not exist. Um, So it's kind of cool how just that fellowship in Christ, um, even outside of our local church, when I start to tell people about the Nazarene world that I'm in, you got to be careful who you talk bad about. That's one thing. (laughs) (laughs) because they'll probably know somebody but also it's really cool i can go about anywhere and our kids hate it when this happens but we can go about anywhere and somebody be like hey i know you Mm -hmm. and then we'll start talking and it's through this nazarene world this really small denomination compared to others but that feels a lot like family um so it's a if you've never had that kind of fellowship that kind of dare I say, intimacy, that kind of friendship. That's why sometimes when people are always saying the church is this, the church is that. Yeah, I see the bad in the church. I get to see it firsthand. And I also (laughs) see the big, the big scandals that make the church look bad. But I also, man, some of the best people I've ever met are in the church. I just had a party with my board and every year I'm just reminded yeah, how blessed I am to get to know these people and get to get to pastor them and for them to, you know, just share my life and me share their life. It's just amazing. So I'm getting all sentimental. <laughs> I might tear up here.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, if you were prone to tearing up, if I said those kind of things, I would tear up. You, I was you... about
0: to say, I'm usually not the tear up. You know, I thought you... you did good at graduation. I didn't hear any tearing up in your prayer.
1: No, I, you know, Graduation's a different kind of experience for me. Um I'm proud of her. Uh but it's hard for me to be proud that she got up and went to class every day and <laughs> and did those did those things that they assigned to her when I know her skill right. level. When when yeah. you know like she she did. I mean it's good. You know, I'm proud of you for showing up and doing what you're supposed to do. Uh but when I what I really when I get emotional it generally has something to do with uh, you know being surprised by uh the effort that was made or yeah you know s- hearing a story of the impact that you know was was made by the effort uh that was you know it, just those unexpected things I when I'm when I know what to expect I don't get so emotional but when I when I'm caught off guard that's when I I lose it a little bit and so I I had to write yeah. that yeah. I had to write that prayer, you know, because they printed right. it in a they printed it in a thing, and and I got Terry when I wrote it, but when I just right. had to recite it, not so much. Um, yeah, you know, it just, yeah, they
0: want to make sure they know what's coming at those kind of events. They do that. So you don't go yeah. too rogue or off script, but well,
1: and uh. they have had a lot of lengthy prayers, and yeah, so <laughs> I, I just I I've sat through some of those commencements where I was like. Um I know maybe this is your your chance to to really say a lot of stuff um but it's a prayer let's address it to God and not turn it into yeah. a sermon you know just yeah pray for the things you really yeah. want to see happen and and then get out of the way cuz really what right. we're all waiting for is that big cheer at the end where everybody goes yeah and then we all go to yeah. a party and celebrate with our loved ones in a more intimate setting Right. Because it's really yeah. hard to celebrate with all those people in any kind of intimacy, you know, like the whole time we're all just looking for our loved one. The, the whole thing about commencement is that anticipation of the finding them in the crowd at the end. So you can, yeah. hug, so you can hug them. Right. You know, that's, that's it's what so we're all funny. Looking forward
0: to. Paula and I watched the parents and it's like, they have reverted back to preschool graduate it's like the parents are all waiting like it's so funny like <laughs> the know. kids are just walking in they're like yeah i graduated and the parents are like hey honey and everybody's going crazy oh, yeah. it's, it's so funny. funny yeah so well this has been good today and uh i definitely like i said i i think the world longs for this kind of fellowship i hope that people know that it really does exist in the church And I know there are messy things in the church, but, but like we said, it's in the mess. Like I always say, like in marriage, the grass isn't greener. The grass is greener where you've been, where there's been a lot of poop. Like that's what (laughs) I tell people. Like like when you're married, it's it's fighting through the mess that Mm -hmm. actually creates Mm -hmm. the deep relationship. If everything always goes smoothly and you don't have to ever deal with anything but so many times in the church, instead of fighting through people leave or, you know, especially in our world where there, there are a million different choices, like it's so much easier just to go, oh, I'm going to go start somewhere else rather than like stick in there and say, hey, we're get, can we work this out? You know, um, and that's that's always my hope for people in the churches. Right. If people tell me, hey, I'm going to go to another church and i say why. And maybe if there's an issue with somebody in church, I'm like, hey, how about we sit down and talk about this? If there's any way we can do that, because that will be better for you than just you, starting over somewhere." You say else.
1: why? I say, fine, go. You stage your hour. I was <laughs> <laughs> joking.
0: The yeah. uh
1: the the I agree. Like the sometimes those things that we want to see worked out uh take 30 years to work out.
0: Yeah. And they gonna be that's some a,
1: deep stuff. That's a lot of cups of coffee. That's a lot mm-hmm. of cold shoulder in the in the hallway um or a you know awkward standing in the same space uh because you're both waiting on kids at the at the checkout counter to you know to get your kids back from from children's Ministry or you know there's just a lot of those kind of moments where uh, a potluck where you go wow, who made this? This is really good. And somebody says, well, that was so-and-so. And And you're like, oh, I didn't, I don't like so-and-so. And (laughs) Um, and then, and then you decide, well, maybe everything so-and-so does isn't terrible. I mean, you know, and then, and then you decide, well, I'm going to go tell them that they did something good. And they say, well, thank you. And the hate that they had in their heart for you and the hate that you had in their, your heart for them dissipates. And over time it gets replaced by, you know, love it gets yeah, replaced by yeah. something way better and but it's only through that elongated fellowship that that takes place and so i hate it when people cut that journey short and yeah you know can we have conflict without war do we have to annihilate the other side or could we maybe right i don't know stand in the floor can we learn
0: them? learn to disagree well yeah i i remember somebody was telling me that they actually had a problem with the person that was serving communion and they're going to receive communion. And in that moment of receiving the communion from the other person, God just took the anger away. <laughs> yeah. Like, and yeah. so we wanna we wanna talk about does the bread and does the juice become the body and blood of Jesus Christ? Or is there just a miracle present that grace is there?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then
0: all of a sudden you can let go of anger towards yeah. someone who's offering you the bread and the cup. Turns
1: out it takes courage yeah. uh, to receive that miracle. Yeah, that's a weird. That's strange. We could talk a whole hour about. The cur- the <laughs> We've courage, already talked
0: a little bit about it. the yeah.
1: courage that it takes, you know, to bring your pie. Yeah, and, and to, you didn't know that today was today. You you thought you brought, you know, lemon pie, but you brought humble pie. Uh,
0: yeah, and, ooh, and, that's yeah. good.
1: So anyway, well, man,
0: so much good stuff. I hope that people listening, I hope they hear that the fellowship in the body of Christ is really worth it. Yeah. Uh, so many fellowships in our world are affinity groups. Well, our kids play ball together or <laughs> we, we bowl or, but there's something about being different and being united in Christ. That's different than any other fellowship you'll ever receive. I agree. Cause you can look at somebody you completely disagree with and say, yeah. guess what? I still love you. Oh yeah. When when That's the cat, just the most yeah. beautiful thing. Yeah. When, when, what?
1: Uh, when, cowboys and skaters and, uh, blue collar yes. workers and physicians and, you know, when we can all be in the same place and there's no, there's no measure except that we, we remember whose house we live in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You
1: know, we remember whose table this is, uh, and, and we are all owing to this savior a debt that we could never pay. Uh, and and then we're all there's common
0: ground there at the cross because if you realize i'm a sinner hey guess what so are you (laughs) and grace has made us brother and sister grace
1: brought us together
0: right yeah well that's a good place to end love you brother love you you too brother absolutely and uh we'll do this again soon and we're we've gotten several uh things we do in church so we'll find another interesting one to jump into next time around Alrighty. But I I hope, uh, you have, you're running a half marathon this weekend. So may your body be able and your will be stronger. I don't know. Something like that.
1: Or if the, if there's a pace vehicle that could carry me to the end, that'd be great.
0: There you go. And hug our kids as they run by you. I sure will. All right. We'll see you. Love you. Take care. Love you too. Bye. Hey, thanks again for listening to Pontificating Pastors. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor or any one of the other platforms. We hope you have a great week.